Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds podcast once more. This is episode 158, entitled Keeping WordPress Secure with Ryan Dewhurst from WP Scan. It was published on Thursday the 12th of December 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley and a few bits of housekeeping before we begin. If you want to keep up to date with the things that we do at WP Builds, if you're into WordPress, then you're into WP Builds, then head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Over there you'll be able to sign up to our newsletters and be updated when we release podcast episodes and news episodes. And also you'll be able to find us on your favourite podcast player, YouTube channel, a Facebook group of over 2,300 WordPressers all being very helpful. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. We've also got a competition on at the moment, wpbuilds.com forward slash win. If you go over there, you're going to have a chance of winning a pro license for WP Forms, kindly donated by the guys at WP Forms. So you can win that, wpbuilds.com forward slash win. Also, we're back to our normal deals page now. We've got a whole heap of WordPress deals. They never go away. They've got nothing to do with Black Friday or anything like that. That's wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. And lastly, wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. If you would like to have your product or service put in front of a WordPress specific audience like these guys have. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you by Page Builder Cloud. Work faster in your page builder of choice by reusing your cloud-safe templates. Import and export any layout to any of your WordPress websites. Page Builder Cloud works with Elementor, Beaver Builder, Breezy, Gutenberg, and more. You can get a free trial up and running at pagebuildercloud.co. And WP Feedback. Are client communications eating up all of your time? If so, check out WP Feedback. It's a visual feedback tool for WordPress that's specifically designed to get you and your clients on the same page. Check it out at wpfeedback.co. And lastly, Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud-based hosting platform for WordPress. Unlike others, they let you choose the servers from top cloud providers like Google Cloud, Amazon, and DigitalOcean. And there are no restrictions on the number of websites per server. Cloudways can be tried using the promo code WPBUILDS, and if you use that, you'll get $20 free hosting credit. And we do thank our sponsors, because they help enable us to put the WP Builds podcast on. Okay, let's get on with the podcast, shall we? Today we're talking with Ryan Dewhurst. Now, Ryan is a WordPress security expert. He works over at WP Scan, but the podcast that we that we have today is really wide-ranging. We start off by talking about just generally our internet security. What kind of threats are we facing these days? Have things moved on from defacing websites? Is there now a bit more to it than that? Also, what is it that he does over at WP Scan. What is it? How can it be used? Is it for technical people only? Is there a paid version and so on and so forth? And then finally, we get into things like his WP Scan vulnerability database. He is a total expert in this field. Uh, he's very, very uh, humble and um, has been putting a whole bunch of content out, helping the WordPress community for nothing for years and years. And so really appreciate people like Ryan um, doing all the good stuff that they do. I hope that you enjoy this episode. 
Hello there, welcome to the WP Builds podcast. This is the interview portion of the show and uh, today I'm joined by Ryan Dewhurst. Hello, Ryan. Hi there, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, Ryan and I, um, we met one another very briefly, I think, really, uh, in WordCamp in Europe in Berlin um, in June 2019 and I asked Ryan to come on the show because Ryan has a a significant uh, interest in internet security, which is not something that we've really covered before. So first of all, Ryan, I think it's good to give the listeners a bit of a background into into why they might uh, pay attention to what you're saying regarding this subject. So first of all, do you want to just tell us a little bit, little bit about your background, perhaps regarding WordPress and potentially more significantly about internet security in general? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so my name's Ryan Dewurst. Um, I'm a uh been interested in computer security since since uh, since my first computer. Um, I went to university in Northumbria and I did a undergraduate degree in in, in ethical hacking for computer security. Um, I worked for various consultancy companies, working as a penetration tester, which is basically a, a good hacker, an ethical hacker. Uh, and then I started my own consultancy uh, about six seven years ago. Um, working for various clients, doing penetration testing, specializing in in web security mainly. And then I had my own WordPress blog uh, and I was blogging about security research that I was doing at the time. And I was interested in the security of my own blog, obviously. And I started to create a tool which would, um, which built to test my blog for security issues in an automated way. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I wrote it, um, released it, which eventually became WPScan. And over the years, we had various contributors and a couple that stuck around. Uh, So we we created a team around it. And then we've just been slowly building out the WP scan tool uh, since then. So since 2011. So we've been around for, for quite a while. Okay. Um, just carrying on, talk there for a moment. It might be that people don't know what a penetration tester is. I, I have a, a, a fairly in, good idea, I think, of what one is. But what does a penetration tester spend their time doing? What is their what is their sort of job description, if you like? Yeah, so we try to hack into computer systems, whether that's a web application, mobile application, or a computer network. Um, we get paid by companies to do this because they have usually they have a legal um, requirement that they have to be they have to protect the data which they collect their customers' data, uh, whether that be PCI standards, which is a credit card um, policy, um, where where if you take if you take um, if you take payments, you you have to protect your um, the the credit card numbers basically. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so a lot of cases it's a legal requirement. Other cases, uh, companies just want uh, to make sure they don't get defaced or whatever. Uh, so they pay us, they hire us to try and hack their website like a like a hacker would. So mm-hmm. that we're trying to simulate uh, a hacker and trying to break into their systems, um, and then we create a report with our findings, and 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 then they hopefully after we give them the report, they fix the issues that we find. So it's not incumbent upon you to offer suggestions for how to fix it. It's simply a process of, look, we, we managed to succeed in doing this. Now go get your guys uh, to go and mend what, what we discovered was broken. So, so we do give high level, yeah, we give high level um, guidance on how to fix the issue. But most of the time, it is becoming more common that we have access to the actual source code. 
but most of the time we don't have that access so we can't give them very specific sort of uh you know add this code here or mm. sanitize that specific parameter in the code so yeah so we give very high level um fixed recommendations such as you need you need to implement cross-site request forgery um prevention mechanisms uh, and that kind of thing uh, so so yeah usually it's, it's high level but if we do have the source code we can start to get give specific um fixed recommendations is this this sort of penetration testing presumably the larger your organization and the greater your turnover so let's say for example hsbc bank as opposed yeah. to mom and dad's uh, shoe shop um, there's like a, a certain degree of spend and the amount of money that they spend on IT sec penetration testing, if you like, uh, gives you more time to try out more stuff and try to break it in a variety of more intriguing and expensive and time consuming ways. Yeah. So, so obviously when, when we're hired with the, the company hires as, has a budget. Um, so we usually our tests run for could be five to ten days, even a month, depending on how how many web applications that require testing. But yeah, if you have a bigger budget, it means that we can spend longer looking for vulnerabilities, which increases the chance that we find them. Mm. So that's where we differentiate with with sort of black hat hackers. Really, is that usually we are time limited, where a black hat hacker could spend years trying to break into your company, mm. uh, where we limited to a week or a month, that kind of thing. Yeah. We've, if you look at very recently, I think it was yesterday, um, British Airways got fined. I think it was 183 million. Yes. Um, they, they, yeah, they got breached, and it was the um, yeah, I can't, can't remember who fined them, but yeah, they got they got a, a huge fine of 183 million yesterday for not adequately protecting their customers' data. They're probably thinking it would have been far better to spend 150 million on penetration testers. <laughs> but, but I suppose it never, ever, ever works that way around. Um, which leads us on to what I want to talk about: a very generic discussion, I suppose, about internet security. Um, what, what your thoughts on what that means, and so on. Um, so one of the things that we constantly talk about in the WordPress space is internet security, but I'm, I'm just wondering if you could pin that down really a little bit more. Um, what are the sort of recent things that are happening? And, and by that, I don't mean like, def, you know, necessarily the, the most new and interesting, shiny media attention grabbing. I'm just the, the most mm-hmm. typical things that somebody with a WordPress website might need to concern themselves about. Yeah, so so all when we think of security, especially with with, with what we do, is is it's all code based, right? So it's all a mistake within source code, which which creates a vulnerability and which can be abused uh, in in some way, uh, and that's really where where I specialize in. So I, I with the vulnerability database which I run, which we'll talk about a bit later, um, we collect these vulnerabilities in. In, in WordPress core plugins and themes. Uh, so the trend I've been seeing recently is a vulnerability called PHP object injection. Um, so it's gonna get quite technical. That's now. okay, we're good. <laughs> so, so this is, is quite, um, it's, I mean, it's been around, it's probably been around forever, but it's only recently really started to, to being exploited um, and, and being found. Uh, so in PHP, you can serialize data, which basically means it's like compressing data um, and people have discovered that you can uh, call uh, 
different classes, different code in in a in PHP in a PHP application by injecting this serial serialized data, um, and and that can lead to uh, full compromise uh, of, of a WordPress blog. So that's that vulnerability over the past say year or two has has been steadily increasing, just because people are more aware of it and and are starting to starting to to look for it. Mm. The really the, the the vulnerabilities which have been uh, which are most common, uh, I would say, are things cross-site scripting is still a huge issue, and that's that's been around for forever. Um, and and yeah, the, we, it's 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 the most common vulnerability which we which we get submissions for. So. Sorry, I was just yeah. going to say, so we see this acronym all the time, this XSS acronym, and we hear the term yeah. cross-site scripting. It might, might be good to uh, just give a, a very high um, overview of what that actually is and what it can do. Yeah, so on, on, in your web browser, um, one, say, say if you have two windows open or two tabs, the JavaScript on one tab is prevented from talking to the JavaScript on the second tab. That's a security policy implemented by the browser called the same origin policy. Um, so what cross-site scripting does is an attack where it attempts to inject j- uh, malicious JavaScript into your into your window, into your browser. And of course, with JavaScript, if once you inject JavaScript, you can um, you can re-render the page, so you can put a fake login prompt on there, which is when you enter your details, get sent to the attacker. Or for example, if the application has an API key, that you can use a Java, the cross-site scripting, malicious JavaScript, you can use that to, to steal the API key or or other data from, from that from that web page. So it's basically an attacker running malicious JavaScript within your within your web browser. Mm-hmm. Uh, other things they can do is they can steal your session cookies, which which authenticate you, so then they can steal your your, your login basically. Uh, and there's a whole myriad of things that you can do if you can if you can run malicious JavaScript in, in someone's browser. There's very uh, very sophisticated attacks where you can get the JavaScript to call back to a central server, and then you can send other exploits down the down the wire to the browser and exploit the, the person's computer. Um, it's really just a yeah. Anything you can do with JavaScript, uh, a malicious hacker can do too. Yeah, I mean, the, it's it is literally limitless in possibility. It's just a waiting game, really, isn't it? Waiting for somebody to come up with the next thing. And that that leads me to my next question. Actually, um, is is this is is this people? Are we mostly talking about actual people sitting uh, behind computers? Um, or are we largely talking about kind of scripts that have been deployed over the internet, or automated bots, you know, uh, that kind of thing? Um, mm. So real people versus uh, automated uh, machines. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it'll be a mixture. Uh, the, yeah, there will be people um, who are specifically targeting a subset of websites, maybe for political reasons or, or, or whatever, um, and or there will be. Some people will create automated tools which will scan the internet looking for WordPress blogs that are vulnerable and automatically um, exploiting those. The automated stuff is probably more um, business-centric, so they're doing it more for monetary gain Mm. rather than than political reasons. That's usually anyway. 
Um, but also nowadays we've got things like state actors such as uh, governments now have their own teams um, who are researching and collecting exploits for various pieces of software and, uh, and, and weaponizing those in case of a, of a, a cyber war, if you will. Mm. Um, it struck me that, you know, I was walking down the street the other day and saw that somebody had put a brick through somebody's car windows. And I thought, boy, that's, that's horrible. Who would do that? Why would you do that? And of course, you know, obviously the contents of the car is, is what they're after. There may have been something sitting on the seat or what have you, but it, it presented me with this sort of moral, moral dilemma. You know, would I ever do that? Is there any situation in which I would do that? And then I'm sort of transpo- transposing that, I suppose, onto this and asking, you know, why they do it. And and if you go back a long time when all of this began, it felt like there was just this almost like graffiti component to it. You just wanted yeah. to paste your your tag and demonstrate that you were capable. But now things have moved on. And as you alluded to, now there's a whole bunch of different reasons, largely monetary um, for hacking people's website. And I wonder if we could talk about that for a minute. How, how can somebody possibly gain from taking your website down or in some way infecting it? Yeah, I, I think you're right. That the, as the information security industry has matured, so all these people who were defacing websites in, in the late 90s, early 2000s, they've probably gone on now to, to create a career out of, mm. out, out of information security. Uh, but yeah, as, as the industry has matured, not, not only the um, defenders uh, and the consultants and the antivirus companies, but so have the, the attackers have also become more sophisticated. Um, yeah, I mean, it is, we, we don't know, if, I mean, they have, we have some information of who is behind these, these attacks. And, and a lot of the time it's, it's organized crime who's trying to uh, make money from from promoting uh, other uh, so, so, for example, getting you to visit a specific website and charging for that or trying to infect your your machine and then using that as part of a, a botnet to carry out attacks on other websites. Um, very recently, uh, with, the adv- with the increase in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, we have uh, crypto mining. So they're using your, your computer's CPU um, to, to mine uh, cryptocurrencies uh, and then they're directly profiting from from your CPU cycles. Yeah. Um, yes, it's largely nowadays money-based. It's not very much sort of defacement anymore. I mean, it still does happen, but largely, yes, it's, it's, it's for, for making money and a lot of effort, a lot of money can be made. So a lot of effort goes into that and then there's a lot of sophistication behind it. Yeah. Just last week, it was, um, one of the, what a tiny little town in Florida somewhere, um, gave, they uh, th- so this is nothing to do with WordPress, but they they managed yeah. to get in. I think it was a phishing attack. So somebody clicked on an email, um, you know, over a period of time, their their files became encrypted, and a lot of medical data, sensitive medical data, which was absolutely essential, became encrypted. And this tiny little municipality somewhere in Florida has handed over. I think it was six hundred thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars, and they were given the key, and apparently they were they were actually successfully uh, they were able to decrypt. But um, just goes to show, you know, um, six hundred thousand dollars off the strength of getting one click in an email. It's uh, it can be very profitable, which kind of leads me to the the next question. It, uh, it's a depressing question, and I hope the answer is is not what I'm I'm thinking it might be. But I'm just wondering if if the good guys are fighting a losing battle here. I'm just wondering if there's any sense that 
the the hackers are always so ingenious and after all they only need to succeed once whereas the good guys need to succeed a hundred percent of the time um i'm just wondering if the good guys are losing um i, I don't think so i think That's i think good. it's <laughs> I think it's a race where yeah, one's always trying to up the other. Um, but I think in general, I think uh, people are more aware of security. Their, their coding practices are becoming more secure. Mm. Uh, WordPress itself, as we've seen uh, over the past, uh, how old is WordPress? Like 15 now? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Over the past 15 years, I mean, it's, it's, it's the, the security is, is, is increased significantly. Um and we've seen the same across all software. Even in my in my consultancy work, if if I compare the a website I tested uh, maybe five ten years ago to a website that I test today, there's there's a huge difference. Mm. We were regularly being able to to you know get very sensitive information five or ten years ago, whereas now the businesses and and programmers are taking security much more seriously. So it's becoming much harder. Um, to to be able to access sensitive data and, and hack websites, um, so I think yeah, I think I think the good guys are winning. It's 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 slow. I don't think we're ever gonna be in a world where there aren't attacks and that kind of thing. But I think it's definitely getting more sophisticated and it's it's getting harder for the attackers over oh, time. Oh, I'm I'm pleased to hear that. That's great. I'm, I was I was fearful it might be the other way around, but that's lovely. You were speaking about WordPress and its heritage, you know, 15 years and the fact that it's tightening up over those 15 years. Um and yet WordPress has this um baggage, I think, and it has this backpack, heavy backpack on which people point to all the time sort of WordPress not secure, you know. So I'm wondering if you could speak to that whether or not if we got a vanilla install of the very latest version of WordPress and we we thought very carefully about the the hosting company that we were going to put it onto. So we're not putting any plugins, we're not doing anything strange with themes, we're just installing WordPress vanilla. Do do you believe that 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 piece of software, that that CMS is 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 pretty well locked down. Uh, if you choose a secure password at the time of good point uh, installation, hmm. uh, I think yes. So as long as you choose that secure password at the point of installation, vanilla install of WordPress is secure enough, right? I'm not going to install it um, if I if I was a bank, <laughs> I wouldn't install it on my banking web server. Good point. Um, but yeah, if, if you're if you're blogging or if it's your company blog or whatever, and you're not holding much sensitive information, um, then WordPress is absolutely fine, uh, secure enough for for its purpose. Um, and yeah, as long as you choose a secure password during uh, setup, uh, you sh- it should be secure enough. Yeah. Um, the problems come when you start to install other plugins, themes. Um, and if you don't update WordPress uh, going forwards, then that could also be an issue. Yeah, um, and if you do, if you do deploy a secure password, make sure it's not the same secure password that you're deploying everywhere else on the internet. Uh, you know, use something. So I think a password manager definitely. Yeah. Um, meant for that yeah yeah i use um i use i don't know the, the merits of it over the other uh, com- competitors but i've for a long time been using uh using LastPass, which i think That's delivers nice, a yeah. reasonable solution and then uh then have that locked down with a yubi key which i uh which i also think is quite a valuable thing it's like a for those that don't know it's a usb 
Um, it's like a USB keyboard which types in a, a, a yet even more complicated, unique password each time you try to log into LastPass. So, um, okay, so WordPress is potentially reasonably secure, shall we say, um, as a piece of software. What are the what are the? Let's go for two or three, just for the sake of it. Two or three things which. Um, which are going to increase the the surface area for attack um, once you start once you start messing with WordPress and start installing things and changing things and what have you. Yeah. So as we mentioned, the, the using a, a weak password for the ad administrative user is is obviously the one of the biggest issues, and and it's relatively easy to guess that if you do use a weak password, it's relatively easy to guess that. Um, using tools such as WP Scan, um, and yeah. So second thing, uh, plugins. So the, the 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 biggest issue with WordPress security is the plugin ecosystem, and these plugins are developed by third parties who have varying degrees of skills and interest in securing their plugins. And um, every plugin that you install on your WordPress blog increases the attack surface. So it increases the number of doors or windows uh, which an attacker can uh, potentially break into. Um, so keep the plugins to a minimum. Make sure they're well-known plugins and keep them up to date, mm -hmm. which leads on to the third thing is keep WordPress plugins and themes up to date constantly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's... Especially our audience, who are, I would say, the vast majority are in some way professionally connected with WordPress. You know, it is it is their job. Um, I think it's it's unconscionable, really, to be leaving sites for any great length of time and not going in and updating them. Especially when there's so many wonderful tools, you know, Manage WP and Main WP that will that will assist you in that process, albeit by installing probably another plugin. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Okay, let's move on to. The, by the way, thank you. That was a really nice summary of, I think, the the state of internet security. You know, in in fifteen minutes, which is great. Thank you. Um, let's move on to to what it is that you do, um, which is well, one of them is WP Scan. Would you like to tell us um, a little bit about what WP Scan is? I'm sure that um, many of our listeners may not have heard of this, so this is a a great opportunity to get it in front of some some eyeballs. Yeah, so the, our main WP Scan, the main the main service or products that we have is a command line interface tool which will scan a WordPress blog and tell you of any security issues that that may affect it. So the the very first thing that it does is it checks the WordPress version to see if it's um, up to date or not, and if it's not up to date, is it a, is the version you have installed affected by any known vulnerabilities? We'll list those out for you. Uh, we'll do plugin enumeration, so we'll find out, and this is all from a uh, an attacker's perspective. So you don't need to log in to use this tool or anything. This is what a hacker can see. This is an outsider's perspective of your blog. Mm. Um, so we do plugin enumeration, so we can see all the plugins that you have installed on a WordPress blog, uh, what version that plugin is. So then we then we can compare that. We have a vulnerability database where we keep a list of vulnerabilities for WordPress core plugins and themes. And once we have the version of the plugin that you have installed, we can compare that against our database and find the known vulnerabilities which affect that plugin. We do the same thing for themes. Um, many people may not know, but you can also find out what usernames are installed on a WordPress blog pretty trivially. Oh, yeah. uh, 
And once we have the usernames, we can uh, conduct an automated password attack against those users and find if any of them are using any, any weak passwords. That's the main functionality, but we also do a lot of little things which people may not be aware of, such as we look for backed up wp-config.php files. So a lot of time, say Vim, for example, Vim is a command line text editor. Yeah. Um, if, if you edit that, uh, the wp-config file, I'm not sure if it's specifically with Vim, but there are some command line text editors which, which do do this. They create an automatic backup, which you don't even, you're not even aware of of that file. Um, and so we check for all those. Um, and yeah, we do various other, we, we do a whole bunch of things on top of uh, the main th the main enumerations that we do. So that's the command line interface. And that's not very, we try to make it as user friendly as possible, it's, but it, it's, it's still a bit daunting for some non-technical users. Mm. So we recently launched uh, WPScan.io, which is a, a web interface on top of uh, WP scan uh, and on that you can basically put in a URL press go and we'll we'll, we'll scan the site and give you a PDF report um, Wow yeah. and yeah so WP scan command line interface tool is, is uh, you can use it free of charge it's um, for non-commercial use so anyone can use that for, for free and we've been giving it away for free we released in 2011 so we've been giving it away for free all that time mm. Um, sorry, I was just going to interrupt there, if you like, because I, I want to carry the conversation on about the, the non-IO version. And then uh, if it's all right, we'll come to the IO version yes, a bit later. Uh, Is that all right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So the words the words command and line joined together will terrify some people. Um, <laughs> but what, what, how, how easy, realistically, if somebody was to follow the guidelines on the website, how... How easy is this to get set up and get some data out of it? You know, is it is it fairly straightforward so long as you copy and paste the things into I don't know the terminal or something? Yeah, uh, it's it's we do have installation guides and there's there's a, there's a hell of a lot of blog posts on the internet um, guiding you through the installation of WP Scan. There's a lot of YouTube videos and um, and that kind of thing. So yeah, it it should be relatively easy, but you you will need to be you will need to know how to use a basic command line arguments. Um, so the terminal on your computer, um, and we also have a Linux. So there's there's penetration testing Linux distributions out there which yep. pre-install our tool. So if you install that Linux distribution, our tool is pre-installed on that, so you you can um, you don't have to install it. It's, it's, it's there already. And getting even even more technical, we have a Docker images, which are like uh, virtual machines, yep. um, which you can run sort of in a virtual machine. That's pre-installed too. You need to install Docker, but then WP Scan is pre-installed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you, it should be, there's plenty of resources out there. And yeah, we, 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 we do try and make it as easy as possible for, for users to install, but you will, you will need some sort of, technical knowledge to, to be able to install it. It feels to me like this is a good place to gain that technical knowledge. You know, you can't really go too wrong. Follow the instructions and uh, and give it a go. You're not going to break anything. Your computer will not stop working if you uh, yeah. if you if you don't. Well, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> it depends how uh, depends what commands you execute, I suppose. Um, but is this um, okay? Let's let's say that I've managed to install it successfully. In my case, on a Mac, um, and I've typed in some commands and 
how, how does it feed back the data to me? Is it all, you know, does it produce uh, reports and things? And is that all just displayed as text in the command line back at me and I've got to scroll through it and so on? Yeah, so the the command line interface tool is all text-based, yeah. So you, you put in, um, you type WPSCAN, uh, which is the name of the program, dash dash URL, and then you give it a, a URL, so the, your, your domain name of your website, and you press enter. Um, in the background, what it'll do is update the vulnerability database, so it has a, the latest vulnerability data. And then, yeah, it will, it, will, it will spit out everything in the command line that it's found. Um, again, going more technical, we also support JSON output, okay. which is was used to con- consume, so other software can consume the output. Mm. But for users in general, yeah, it'll be text-based output in the command line. And um, we're, we're kind of, I think sometimes we have this feeling that these these plugins and, you know, these security solutions will in some way not only alert us to these problems, but will in some way fix the problems as well. That's just to be clear, that's not what this is about. This is simply alerting us to something that a a, a hacker, if you like, might well be finding out about your site um, uh, w- without you wishing them to. But it's not trying to fix anything that's correct yeah no there's we don't uh yeah we don't give any remediation information uh and we don't certainly don't try to fix anything ourselves through the tool uh we just point out problems and then it's up to you what what you decide to do once okay. with that knowledge. yeah you mentioned that upon executing that command, wp scan hyphen hyphen URL, what have you, that um, it would then go out and update the database, which is yeah. lovely. I'm just wondering how the database itself is updated and what process, presumably a fairly manual process to some extent, um, is taken on by you and other people in order to, to keep that database. What, what's the sort of ingress of information that you're sucking in? Where do you get all of this from? in order to make the database current and up-to-date? Yeah, so it, so it is a manual process. Um, every vulnerability added to the database is added by, by myself or one of my, one of my team members. Um, so there, there's a few different methods of how we discover these vulnerabilities. So largely, we look for known vulnerabilities. So what happens is I've got a I've got a bunch of, you can use Google Alerts, um, which is a service by Google where you can search for key, keywords on the web. And mm-hmm. if those keywords are found, you'll get an automatic email. So I, I use that to look for stuff like WordPress vulnerability and plugin vulnerability. So I get emails from that. I use Twitter searches for WordPress vulnerability or plugin vulnerability. Um, and and I, I check that every morning and see if people have been tweeting about specific vulnerabilities. Um, I, we're registered to a bunch of, so we're, there's a, there's a, an American organization called MITRE, MITRE, mm-hmm. uh, assign uh, CVE numbers, which is basically a, an, an, an ID which they assign to specific vulnerabilities. Uh, so we're, re- we're officially registered with them. So they will also let us know if they've assigned a number to a specific uh, vulnerability. And very recently, what we've started to do is check. So every time a plugin is updated on the WordPress repository, um, there's there's a commit message. And most most developers, when 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 they commit something, they, they'll put a message such as fixed XSS or, or fixed security issue. Mm. So 
over the past uh, few weeks, we've been monitoring those and we've been adding a, a lot of those to our database. Um, we also have a submission system, so security researchers can submit vulnerabilities directly to us mm. via our, our website, and, and we'll, we'll triage that from there. It sounds like um, a, you know, a, a large burden of work to keep this going, and I'm, I'm sort of wondering also the fact that you can go to um, to your website and download and execute this. It feels kind of almost like a philanthropic um, gest- gesture on your behalf. You know, it's all free. Here's I've done loads of hard work in it, so I'm, I'm wondering if there's a, like a, a, a commercial side of this, perhaps a license for uh, I don't know businesses or um, or some other uh, products or services where where there's an actual business model with revenue for you as well in order to keep this keep this going at the the rate which it requires yeah so so i released this in 2011 uh all for free um and it was basically the technical challenge and just just for learning basically and just the joy of creating something uh but yeah over the years it has become a bit a bit of a burden (laughs) as we keep keep releasing new things uh, and not monetizing them Uh, for example we have a we have a WordPress plugin, a uh, very simple WordPress plugin. But yeah, we spend loads of time creating these things and releasing them and then not thinking about monetizing uh, these services. But very recently, yeah, it's starting to become too much because we all do this. There's three of us on the team and we do this in our spare time. Um, so last year, January 2018, we officially created a WP Scan business. And we started to think about how we're going to make how we're going to sustain uh, WP Scan going forwards because it's, it's started to take a large chunk of my working day um, mm. over the past few years, and as well as my as, as my colleagues' day days. Um, so we started charging for businesses who wanted to resell our services. So a lot of businesses will integrate our tools or vulnerability databases within their own services and tools. So we started charging those users, but we've we, we work on a trust basis, so we 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 rely on them telling us that they're using our our software commercially, which which doesn't work all the time. Not not everyone's honest. Um, mm. So we found that's not generating enough revenue to sustain uh, WP Scan. So we tried um, a commercial service, WP Scan.io. Released that two months ago. So that's basically a web interface on top of WP Scan. Um, which yeah, tries to simplify things for, for, for the users. You can schedule daily, weekly, monthly scans, that kind of thing. Um, and that, that is, is growing, but slowly. It didn't take off as much as we thought it would, but it, but it, it, it might, may take more time. It might, so, be a, it might be a slow burn, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. You carry on. That's, that's what we're hoping, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we've still got a lot of things planned for that and a lot of updates, which because we, we, we give away... So we give away a three-day free trial, which has been hugely successful. We get many, many users signing up for that. But then going on to actually uh, pay for the service, it's not that many. Okay. So our now what we're going to do is we're going to try to monetize the uh, vulnerability database API. Um, so the the commercial users may not be honest with us that you're, they're using our software commercially. So what we're going to do is we're going to cap the amount of requests you can make daily. Uh, so we're going to still keep it free for, uh, right, we don't have the exact numbers because uh, we've not released it yet, but we're keeping it free for like 100 to 200 requests per day, which should be more than enough for any normal user. Um, but we're going to put a cap on there for for, for anything more than that, and, and you would have to pay a small fee 
to use the API after that. And we're hoping that's what's really going to monetize a project to make make sure that we can sustain it in the future, make it a, a real business. Okay. Um, I mean, just listening to that story, it strikes me that, you know, you've really, you really have worked a very large amount of hours on keeping this going. And it, it feels to me like uh, if there was any justice in the world, somebody somewhere will, um, will put their hand in their wallet and subscribe to WPScan.io. So uh, in, in, an, in a bid to make that more likely, could you tell us exactly how that process works? You know, what are you getting if you go to WPScan.io and sign up? Maybe even talk about the price points and, and what it's doing um, in the background whilst you're sleeping. Yeah, so WPScan.io, um, we offer a three-day free trial, so you don't have to pay anything to try it out. Um, that'll give you one website and, and you can basically you put in, you have to verify your website first before you can scan it. This, this is to prevent, um, attackers just using our service to, to scan yeah. random websites. Yeah. Uh, so you have to verify that you are on the website first and you do that by creating a file on your web server, which, which we check. Um, once you do that, you can you can start a scan. You can start it immediately, or you can schedule it for a specific day and time, or you can schedule it to be recurring, so it can be daily, monthly, or, or weekly. Uh, after the three-day free trial, the lowest plan we have is called a, st- a starter plan, which is five euros per month, and that gives you one website, um, and you can schedule scans with that. And you also get an email alert every time we finish a scan so you can then look at your your results. Uh, Above that, we have a professional uh, plan, which is 20 euros per month. That allows you to have five websites and also a PDF report. So you can download your report and and send that to to whoever you need to send it to. And then we have an enterprise plan, which is 100 euros per month, which allows you up to 20 websites. And that also gives you JSON output, which... Uh, it's more for enterprise users. They can then use that data within their own software. And pipe that into something else and make use of it. Okay. And um, on the website, you've got the the features listed. That's on the home page. Maybe go through, uh, although you have briefly touched on those, go through exactly what those six six things that it's doing are. Yeah. So we'll, we'll check the, the WordPress version that's that's in use on, on the WordPress blog. Um, as I mentioned before, that, that's really useful. If, if it's outdated, then we can correlate that with our vulnerability database and see if it's affected by any any known vulnerabilities. Um, we, we, we don't just, you can do just simple checks by just checking the index page, but we, do, we have like six different methods because some people do try and hide the WordPress yeah. version. Yeah. But we, we found various ways around that. There's always so a way. <laughs> Security yeah. through obscurity is not really... Yeah, anyway, exactly. sorry. <laughs> it, makes, it makes it a bit harder for us, yeah. but yeah, we still do it. Uh, so we'll find out what plugins you have installed on your WordPress site um, and what vulnerabilities affect those plugins, again, with a theme. We use the power of our vulnerability database. So we have, I can't remember the exact figure, but we have a lot of vulnerabilities in our database. I'll try and get you that number. I've got it actually somewhere. Uh, 14,000, oh no, maybe that's not it, 14,126. Yeah. Correct, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> there are the vulnerabilities we, we have in our database, and we're checking. If you have a plugin that has, is affected by a non-vulnerability, then we'll alert you of that. And it's updated, obviously. The vulnerability database is updated daily with um, 
you know, many vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. We'll also see check if any users have weak passwords. So we'll do automated password brute forcing. And this, all this, you don't have to do anything. You just put in your URL, press go, and this is all done in the background. Are you taking um, which which password database are you using? Are you using what's his name? Um, what's the guy's name who recently? Uh, yeah, I think he's no longer supporting that, is he? But is that the one you're using? Uh, so yeah, he's trying to he's trying to sell it at the moment. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, we, the reason is we so we found this out when we created the service. There's we, we could we could throw absolutely everything at the website and you get the best results, but something like that may take an hour or two, mm. which most users weren't willing to wait. Um, so what we do is we use a, a small password list. I think it contains maybe a hundred of the most common passwords, uh, and that's just to keep the the scan time reasonable, yeah. reasonably well, um, and then keeping users happy. <laughs> so there's, yeah, there's, a, there's sort of a, uh, a middle ground of, of, of keeping uh, of the checks we do uh, and, and, the, and the amount of time that it takes. Uh, but on top of that, we do all, all the other things that the WP scan command line interface tool also does, such as checking for WP config backup files uh, and, that, and that kind of thing. Mm. And, and you get a so yeah. Um, sorry, I was going to say, so the, the process for this is dead simple. You go to wpscan.io um, and basically hit the sign up button, choose your package. And from that moment on, everything is done on on your infrastructure. You don't need to worry about the command line. You don't need to think about any of that stuff. You just uh, set it up, uh, choose whatever tier of service you want to do and click go and uh, and then sit and wait for wait for information, hopefully never to come back to you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So... So yeah, so we if you schedule scans as well, so you you can be sure that in the future, um, you know you're going to be made aware of any potential issues that affect affect your blog as well. So it's all you saw a user interface, it's all, all buttons and, and and that kind of thing forms. So it's it's more uh, less technical users may may find it more useful than than the command line interface tool. Yeah. So let's imagine then that we've um, we've signed up for this or we've taken the trouble to install the command line interface. E- either way, we've got some data back which says, oh, ouch, there's a, there's a handful of things which really you ought to address. Is there any component of your business um, or do you refer this on to somebody else where there's like a, for want of a better word, a cleaning service? I don't know what the, the right word is for that. But, yeah. Um, some, some process of mitigating these problems. Do you offer that or do you do you forward that on to trusted third parties or? No, no. Um, we, we have, we don't have any data. We don't collect any data on what vulnerabilities affect um your your website through the command line interface tool we are comp- the only thing the command line interface does to connect to us is to download the database of our vulnerabilities and that's the only time it, the command line interface tool will, will connect to our server mm-hmm. we don't collect any details on on any issues that may affect your website or even that you've scanned your website we have, we have no knowledge of that at all um, the io service yes we could um we could potentially view the details that, of, of the of the website scan, but we 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 don't at the moment. Um, but it could be a good idea to possibly suggest um, a service um, within the report um, where users can can get their things their problems fixed. Yeah, I know that there are many companies which offer 
Um, I don't know the, the the merits of any company over another, but you know this is a this is a business, isn't it? You know, okay, we will fix what is broken and we will explore. And obviously, having a uh, having a little bit of data to start to kickstart that process, possibly from something like WP Scan, might be a might be a good starting point um, to begin that exploration. Yeah, that's... yeah, definitely sounds. It's a good idea. Actually, we'll we'll, we'll definitely uh, implement something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, to... good. Oh, great. Uh, well, I'm I'm pleased it's not just all one way. This conversation. In that case, <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just just to sort of round it off, is there anything that you feel that you wanted to to explore during this podcast that I never asked? Any sort of salient question that you felt was missing that you want to mention? And if not, perhaps um. Just sort of drop some Twitter handles or you know email addresses or whatever you feel comfortable sharing on the internet about how you can be how you can be contacted. Yeah, I, I think maybe if talking to the WordPress uh, plugin developers themselves is is yeah just to um, sort of spend more time on the security of of of, of the code and um, and also add a. The, the plugin developers, sometimes it's hard. We need to contact them now and then to make them aware of, of a vulnerability in, in their plugins. And sometimes that can be hard to do to contact them. Mm. So making it easy for us to contact them would, would certainly help us a lot. <laughs> um, and in the end, it would help them too. Um, but no, yeah, if to, to get in contact with myself, uh, yeah, I'm usually on Twitter. Uh, so my handle is ethicalhacker. And the last E in hacker is a three. Ah, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the lead speaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just speaking to that, I think there is a proposal. I can't remember who put it forward. It may have been Google or somebody. In the same way that we've got like robots.txt, which um, doesn't really uh, serve any purpose apart from you know uh, getting information to the to the to the bots going around yeah. the internet. I think there is a proposal to make a similar file with the security person's details in it so in that file which would be i can't even remember what it would be called you would drop the contact details of the person in the event of a security breach so that you wouldn't have to go trawling on their website to find it i don't know if that's got any legs or whether it's taken off or not but i always thought that was quite a good idea yeah i think it's called yeah i think you're right it's called security.txt and i've seen some usually larger businesses who have implemented it Mm. but i don't think it's very widely used but i think I think actually that would be a, a super good idea for plugin developers. Maybe if even WordPress themselves could force WordPress developers to add that information to, to their plugins would be uh, certainly helpful. Yeah, I mean, it strikes me. As, yeah, I can say WordPress course seems like a good place because then we've got less plugins um, so that you could be contacted. Well, that was absolutely fascinating. Uh, first of all, I, I think a great a great burden of thanks from people like me who probably over the years have benefited from the, the existence of the database, whether we realize it or not. So the WP Scan Vulnerability Database has no doubt helped uh, an awful lot of people so thank you for that and uh yeah thank you for coming on the podcast and and sharing your uh, your story with us today cheers ryan thank you for having me on it's been great well i hope that you enjoyed that ryan dewhurst talking about internet security the wp scan vulnerability database wp scan itself and so on and so forth an awful lot of knowledge in there and i just think everything that ryan's been doing over many many years um, has been absolutely amazing helping us all keep our websites safe and secure, which is something I think we could all agree is highly needed. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by Page Builder Cloud.
If you want to dramatically speed up your WordPress website workflow, then check out Page Builder Cloud. It securely saves all your templates to your own cloud. You can then reuse them on any other website in seconds. Page Builder Cloud works with Elementor, Beaver Builder, Breezy, Gutenberg, and many more. But it's not just for page builders. You can save your contact forms and ACF layouts too. Get a free trial today at pagebuildercloud.com. And WP and Op. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health-related illness. WP and Op supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship events, training, and counselling. Please help enable WP and Op by visiting wpnop.org forward slash give. Okay, as always, I hope I see you back here next Thursday. We'll have another podcast episode, likely a discussion between David Wormsley and myself. But do remember that on a Monday, we also put out a weekly WordPress news. I released that. It's about 30 minutes of me going over the WordPress news. It comes out 7am UK time. So if you put your podcast player on Monday morning, then it should be there if you've subscribed to WP Builds. And also at 2 p.m. UK time, we have a live in our Facebook group or over at wpbuilds.com forward slash live. And you'll be able to listen to me or rather, should I say, watch me and three or four other WordPressers chatting about this week's WordPress news. So there's a lot going on. Hopefully I'll see you around for some of that good stuff. And I'm going to fade in some really awful cheesy music and say bye bye for now. <laughs>